Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Saturday, the little Kitakita Township was, Mm. honestly, it was a traffic jam. Friday afternoons, Saturday morning, don't know where the people come from. There was so many people up there. So uh, blow-ins like you, mate. They uh, come from the city. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's probably it. Never ever going to be the same. That place. <laughs> Too many townies turn up in the Audis, Uncle. Mate, already jo- already, <laughs> already joined the Kitakita Marcos Rugby League board. Got got elected onto that last last night. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, mate. Yep. So Tim and Aroha, uh, you know, they got a board of four people. I said, put me on there. You, know, you guys okay with that? They were, yep, sweet as. They had a special general meeting last night. The newest board member of the far north, Kiri Kiri Rugby League, Marcos, um, community oh. manager. First people to get a call today, the council. Where's our <laughs> home? Do you reckon you could get yourself on the Warriors board and call the? Call the shall I show? Give it a go. Yeah. Should we get? Should we get Mark Robertson on live? And, and and ask him, yeah, <laughs> mate, <laughs> mate, yeah. No, that's another story. I could tell you another story about that one, but that's probably not for for. Hey, hey uncle, for here. Pretty proud moment for you. Not really, because <laughs> because we we wanted we wanted Stacey Jones to do so well. We wanted him to start off as a tenure as interim coach so well, but mate, you still retain another record. <laughs> and I had no idea. Good old Kiz, eh? Good old Kiz. He knows. Since whoever put that um, that tweet out the other night about the only interim coach to win, I, mean, I had no idea. I do, I do remember the game against Canberra. Um, that was my first game as interim coach at home, and and I rolled the fathers in to talk to Arwen, yes. Arwen's old man. You know, a dry tear. They were on fire that day. We talked to Sione about it because I'm pretty sure Sione played in that game. Yeah. Um, yeah, but mate, I, you know, talking to Louie about it, what do you reckon? Yeah, he said to me yesterday, and what do you reckon? I said, oh, mate, my heart is just, I'm torn. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm just really hoping, you know, but your head's going, mate, they've made no changes. Yeah. <laughs> they've made, they actually made no changes. They had Josh Curran coming off the bench. And, uh, you know, yeah, I don't want to ruin my off the back fence, so we'll leave it there for the moment. Yeah, all good, all good. I, I probably stopped them, eh, because I messaged you after they scored two tries. I said, Uncle, where's this been? And then, Whoop! <laughs>
<laughs> yeah. So it was my fault, on. Oh yeah, and Louis, we got one, we got one text from Louis. He said one thing, and I thought, oh god, I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> what I say, they're about to implode. Yeah. You watch. <laughs> and you know what? It was actually carnage down the left edge. Nico Hines, and how good's Matty Moylan mm. play? Like, is a guy he popped up on um, Matty late night with Matty Johns last week, I think. He's only played 146 NRL games. Mm. I feel like he's been around for so long. I think he's had some up, obviously he's had some ups and downs, but he's a hell of a player going back to his Penrith days. And uh, they were carving up the Warriors' right side on defense. And Ozzy, it's a pet hate of yours. It's like, how do they keep having these same defensive blacks? They're yeah. not falling off tackles. They're miscommunicating. There's massive holes. Poor Rocco Berry. How many times do we say he's out of his depth in one season? Oh, just they're, they're just indecisive, mate. There's no trust. You can just, you know, you spoke about it too, Uncle, on the text machine with us. Like, they're just one, worrying about each other. Like, like just, is he going to make that tackle so they get, lose their concentration of who they got? They lose their man. At the moment, they're just indecisive. They're passive as anything. I said last night, or when we were texting, I said, I'd rather them get beat us on the outside then then go through us with a passive defensive line with us on our heels. I'd rather get off the line, if we have numbers down, get off the line, make their attackers have to beat us with good attack, than them just have time to be able to do a little in and out, that little goosey that they What's the big sender's name for the Sharks, man? Oh, Talakai. Talakai. Mm. Wow, that, that little in and out he did on... Um, on Rocco Berry. On oh, Rocco Berry, mate. You know, that that's the thing. Like, they had numbers, but they still get beaten. I'd rather just... Get them, get up, put the pressure on the um, the halfbacks, the playmakers earlier, so we can. Ha- they have to make a decision. If they beat us with good attack, I'm I'm happy with that. I'd rather that than that than Tilakai just goosey us and put us on our heels. It was uh, yeah, it's interesting, mate. Just, like the defensive being uh, defensive uh, facet of the, their players being just poor. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah, and and just no resilience. You know, they should have watched that game on Friday night down in, down in Christchurch. You know, the Canterbury boys were mm. unbelievable in defence. Yeah. Like, I've never, like, I, you know, I've seen plenty of rugby in my day, but I have probably not seen such a good defensive display from a from a team that looked like they were just about to be beaten. You know, I was thinking, gee, that wins worth a few points. Um, I thought that I thought that Gatlin should have taken a few pots of goal. You know, got got enough penalties later on in that second half to pull it back and maybe give them a bit of a breather. But they were that confident that they were going to get over the try line. Uh, they just mate, didn't they? Didn't they defend well? And I'll give it to you, Louis. You know, you went down there. You probably bought that resilience from the the room that with me. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah, rubbed off, you. rubbed off on the Crusader you're, boys. You're warming my heart, Uncle. Yeah, Keep yeah, going. yeah. But Keep mate, going, then then the Blues. Well, <laughs> let's talk about hanging in there, resilience, man. It's gonna be a beauty. That game yeah. on that you know, final's gonna be a beauty. The most resilient referee I've seen in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, you're right, Kevin. Don't start right. about the referees. He's oh. The one on Friday night wasn't bad either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, 13-3 penalty count halfway through the second half. <laughs> not to the Crusaders. Anyway, let's not go there. But you're right. The, the uh, defensive effort, what was the final tackle count? 254 to 100. Tom Christie, 30 tackles. So mm. one thing that's been kind of frustrating for the Crusaders all year is they seem to not be able to have – they don't have dominance at the breakdown. Like, they aren't winning necessarily like those clinical Luke Jacobs and Adi Savia jackling turnovers. Yeah. But one thing they have been very good at all year is shopping on defense. That first tackler is just coming in 
and poleaxing guys right around the hips. Mm. And that means that they're actually kind of stopping them just before the game line a lot of the time. And that's where they got the Chiefs really, as soon as they got forward, then they got pushed back. Even really it was Tuck Yaho and Brody Retella oh. the only ones making inroads. But watching him live, the big one of the big takeaways outside of the Crusaders for me, watching Tuck Yaho live he is our hooker starting at the World Cup next year. He is, he is a beast. He's a beast, eh? He was so good, Uncle. Like just oh. breaking tackles around that rock, just always getting advantage line, getting um, good game line for the Chiefs. Like and good, good foot foot speed, mate. Good mm. leg speed, eh? Like when he takes off for a big guy, he moved across defenders really quickly. I was like, whoa, man! That guy could play in the middle in, in rugby league without a doubt. Like, yeah. like and thick. You know, like when he's hitting that yeah. hitting that ruck area, it's like, oh, that would hurt. <laughs> Mate, yeah, that that was a huge, uh, huge game for the for the Chiefs. They 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 come down here. They put the team under a lot of pressure. But I spoke about it on Friday, Uncle. Moments, moments that um, that win those final games. And you think of that moment in the first half. Crusaders get a yellow card. The Chiefs have ten minutes down there, scrum right under their sticks for ten minutes. Leicester Fionnaku goes to the blind side. They attack, they attack, they attack. They're getting so close. They get a repel back. And then the Crusaders force a turnover. Richie Mwanga gets up, gets the ball, throws it to Severis. Severis kicks it down. They go down. They tackle. Uh, Will, uh, Will Jordan gets escorted down there from Nankerville, must say. He would have got there in the end if he didn't. But gets down to the end, tackles him back, gets a scrum. Cullen Grace scores. Mate, that goes from being a, 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 a certain that a double move. That was a double movement, eh? No, you got one. No, no way, Uncle. You got one opportunity to plant the ball. You can either go back or you can go forward. And he went forward and he reached out and he hit it on the white chalk. Huh? In league, that's a double movement. He's In a, rugby, that's not. He's a monster and he's coming for you. He, he is. And, mate, that, I'll tell you one thing about Will Jordan because he looks like a slight type of player. You know, like he's, he's not a real big guy. Day. But man, he can get through a defensive. He can bend a defensive line, and he's running. He, he can. He, he he's a little bit like Man uh, Nuno in the fact that he gets off that left foot of his and chops back on that inside shoulder. And I'm surprised. I'm going, oh yeah, no, there's nothing on here. And the next minute, he pops out the back of the defensive line, going, how did he do that? Mate, he is so good, so so quick. He's fast and yeah, he's big legs, big chunks on him. Hey, you're right, Kim. He actually he he's six foot. One or two as well. Like he's actually deceptively tall, and he's he's actually got a he's a he's a bit of a beast. And hey, him, Geordie Barrett, and maybe Caleb Clark or Severi Reese in the back three for the All Blacks. So the outside backs, as it has been the case for a while, isn't something we really need to worry about. I don't think that's mm. that's not where our issues are going to be when that All Black squad is named later on. You know the fun thing about today, guys, being down here in the pool house, is it means that Joe has all of the button pushing abilities. Big day. Wow. Big yeah, day I'm a little bit. Wo- I'm a little bit worried about that fella sitting in here by myself. I already, I've already had to push the on button once. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, Joe, look, we've obviously, we've obviously missed you, Joe. But Jacob did a really good job. Oh. Really good job. So you need to step up, boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joey. Let's start us off. Get, hit, hit us with the can't wait question of the day. Uh, give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Here we go. It is and yep. Can't wait question of the day. 
Uh, too good. Too good. In my head, that's how it was going to play out, but I didn't actually think it would. All right. Can't wait question of the day. Hey, even better today. The weather has been absolutely chaotic around the country. Cam's come through. He said, currently driving through Masters into uh, Wanganui in an absolute incredible electrical storm. Just had my missus text me, say, up in Auckland and Parnell. So just where you guys are in the studio, it's going bonkers as well outside the Saatchi building. So it's crazy wow. everywhere. Winter is fully here. Gee, it was oh, cold in that scaffold stadium on Friday night. So, Chemist Warehouse with us here at SCNZ. We have got winter warmers packs to give away, thanks to Healtheries. Beat the chill, thanks to Chemist Warehouse. I've got some great giveaway packs. Again, thanks to Healtheries for our Can't Wait question of the day. So, all you got to do, 0800 150 811, give us a call on the Kennard's Hire phone line and let us know, because it's cold and we need to feel warm and fuzzy inside, what was the best thing you saw this weekend? What was the best thing you saw this weekend? Was it Tucky Aho's barnstorming run? Was it Quinn Tapia throwing the ball into the second throw in the stadium if you're a Crusaders fan? Was it Ben O'Keefe's no call if you're a Blues fan? Was it uh, Daryl Mitchell's century? What was it? What was the best thing that you saw this weekend for the winter, for uh, make you feel warm and fuzzy? And with Chemist Warehouse, we've got a great giveaway pack. Thanks to Health Therese, we will give... Was it alligator blood? Well, gee, if you hit the alligator by private eye, Quinella, you would have made 110 bucks for your dollar. So you would have been looking. You would have been pretty. Happy. Was it getting on the board of the Kitty Kitty Rugby League Club? Whatever it is, come through on double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five zero eight. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Yep, well, they jumped out the gates well, hit the front early, and as they say, the rest is history. The Sharks win by 22 lengths. <laughs> yes, it was another ordinary Warriors outfit who put in a mediocre performance last night against the Sharkies. And here's the thing. Izzy, how much more time does SJ have in the number seven jumper? The Sharks ta- targeted the number seven last night only to come up trumps time and time again down that right edge. And for me... That is one of the biggest issues that they have. He really needs to be given some time out, and Stace needs to instill what I think is a rejig spine. Mate, why don't you move the young boy Walshy up to, to six? He's really good in that front line. Give him a chance in the rest of the season. Anyway, I'm afraid that if he doesn't, Stace, he'll be looking at a long run home as interim head coach this year. And one last thing. How many more games after last night's performance do you think the Warriors can win in 2022 if they retain the same spine? Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Thoughts bang, us? bang. On the, look, Uncle, honestly, when you said uh, earlier on in the month that SJ should retire and he's probably going to retire at the end, I was like, hey, what are you on about? Nah, he's still got a lot left. But after last night and seeing he just looks like immobile, he doesn't have the, the skill sets to, that he was there used to be able to do. And it's deflating as an athlete when they go through that defensively. By that moment, when he let the winger run around and put the ball under closer to the post and he touched that player, mm-hmm. my da- I did that once. I did that once and my dad sprayed me. He said, don't you ever let that player run past you when he's already scored the try and score it close to the sticks. And I was like, wow. Instantly thought of that, mate. So uh, great off the back fence. We'll react to that shortly. Coming up, Sione. Farmerina talking more warriors. We're going to go get him at cafe now. He's Aroha with the news for Kubota. 0800-150-811. That's the Kennard's higher phone line. Kempi, is he, let me just run you through this. So, from when the Warriors were demolished by the Storm 70-10 on the 25th of April, they got that bounce-back win against the Raiders, 
Sean Johnson kicked the field goal, I think, from memory that day. Mm. We felt a little bit better about it. Then there was that Sharks-Warriors performance 29-10, which was really hard to stomach. The Rabbitohs 32-30, big comeback. The Dragons 24-18 game where they just really were never in it, but the Dragons were pretty average. The Knights beat the Warriors 24-16 in what we were thinking could be a battle of the wooden spooners. The Seagulls pumped them 44-12, and that was to get the Seagulls back with some life in them after they were on a slide. The Sharks have put an easy 38 points on the Warriors after going 12-0 up the Warriors yesterday. They've got the Panthers this Saturday at 7.30pm before they come home, and we can't wait to have them home uh, when they play the West Tigers. The Tigers looked pretty average yesterday, which was, I guess, maybe a a bright spot for the Warriors, knowing that they have a game that they can target to win. But then they play again the Eels, they've got the Raiders, then the Storm, the Rabbitohs, before they play the Bulldogs, and then their run home is the Cowboys, Panthers, Titans. So... So, um, yeah, uh, the point I'm trying to make here is it hasn't been easy running. No. It hasn't been good for them. This weekend, I don't think anyone expects them to beat the Panthers. Mm. So that game against the West Tigers is huge, yeah. the homecoming. There might not be too many more games they win this year. No, 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 and that's, yeah, that is huge. And we, we want to see our, our team get home. We want to we support them and try and stay faithful and just stay supporters. We've got a text coming through. Reese SJ, you're not leading the team around the park, so... Go ride the pine for a week. That is from Mike from Christchurch. Another message here. Bring Ratufa onto the wing. Test out Volkman. Dallin at fullback. Walsh, 14. That is from an unknown texter. And why is Justin Morgan still defensive coach? There was a video footage going up to Stacey. Stacey's sitting there in the, in the head chair. And then you got Justin Morgan with his hands in his, his, his face. And he's just sitting there going, what is happening, <laughs> mate? Every week. Week in, week out. Defensively, defensively, that is where they are weak. That is where they get exposed every single time, and yet we still hear nothing. We still hear nothing, Kempi. And you know what? Big kick out of the, the when they do the the re, their um, preview this week of the analysis down on our right edge. He's gonna be just rubbing his hands, saying, "Just throw me the ball, just throw me the ball." And and he's got to change the right edge this weekend. That's their go-to. Luai, it goes, you know, Cleary to Luai, Luai out to, to Kikau. And then he's got those young Ptolemy down that, down that left edge just scoring tries at will. And it's because they're bringing that defensive line all in and around that big man. And he'll be watching that preview going, mate, we're, this is where we're going. So, you know, mm. so I'm, I'm pretty sure. You know, this, is, this is the thing about assistant coaches. Like assistant coaches, for me, are, are, they're not yes men. They don't stand, stand there and say, yes um, yes, uh, Razor, this is what we're doing. Yep, I'm right behind you 100%. Yep, yep. When they, when assistant coach has an idea about how things should be played out, you've got to put your foot down. Mm. You've got to say, mate, I'm really challenging you on this, on this, um, this right edge. It's defensively. I mean, Rocco Berry, the way that Talakai shaped, you know, he basically he put a number on him when he scored his try. And then all that time around him, they're panicking inside and out side of Sean because they don't know what Sean's going to do whether he's going to jump in whether he's going to hold um, and the, and they're well like Louis said the defensive lines at sixes and sevens so he's got to come he's got to come up with a, a solution you know Stacey's got to grab the defense by the you know grab it by the by the short and curlies mm. and he's got to put p- people in positions that they can trust each other to make great defensive decisions because this week 
Mate, if they put forty past Newcastle, they might put a they might put a hundred past them. Who knows? Yeah, John says SJ has to go. He's a passenger, and they all need to learn how to tackle. Uh, fall off too easy, and they'll wear off the pace. That's from John Aitken and Arthur's into the centres, please. That's from an unnamed text. I oh, see. I just don't get the Aitken thing. Oh, like seriously, he's a. <laughs> He's out there, and the most potent position on a football field mm. is a left edge back rower. Yeah. Now look at um, Olokotu, who plays for Manly. Oh, how good is he, mate? Like they came in, they came in to jam him in that defensive tackle, mm. and got like they've, they've done it two, twice a week. And I watched the replay in slow motion, and he just grits his teeth and says, "Well, this ain't gonna hurt. This ain't gonna hurt me. It's gonna hurt you." It's like, and then we've got Aiken running around in our in our number eleven jersey. And it's just there's just not a threat. Mm. So, so Arthur's and Aitken, they, they can obviously fulfil that role um, to to head into the centres because that is where it's letting them down uh, a hell of a lot. We've got Richie on the line. He wants to talk some Warriors. Kempe, morning, Richie. Morning, lads. How are we? Good, thank you, mate. Thanks for calling in. What do you got for us, bud? Hey, mate. I just, I just don't know where to go with the Warriors. My my wife's not a big league fan, and she came in and she goes, "Isn't Sean Johnson playing?" And I was like. Yeah, he's on the field. And she goes, where? You know, so he's got to go. Like, we can't have... He, he, he needs to... He needs to do something. Like, he, he's the one who's leading us down. Like, and and you can see, like, when CHT took on the line yesterday, we, we scored off a, a couple of plays later. It's it's hard. It's, it's demoralising. And there's no defensive effort. It's, you look at the defensive effort of the Cowboys, one of the... Uh, on the weekend, the Dragons had a runaway and there's eight players there. You don't see that from the Warriors. They all give up. Yeah, the difference, the difference, Richie, between, I don't know if you saw the Brisbane game, but Adam Reynolds, you know what I mean? Like, he just always yeah. got his hands on the football. He's controlling the kicking game. He's pushing blokes around the ruck. And then you look at the Penrith game right right before the um, the Warriors game, and then you see their number nine, their number nine, their number seven, just pushing people into positions, you know what I mean? So... What, what would you yeah. do? What would you do, Richie? If you, you know, with 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 Sean, would you would you put him on the bench? I thought maybe bench him um, and give the young blokes a go. What would you do? Oh, mate, I wouldn't even have him in, on the bench. I, I would I'd sit him out for a week, make him run some water, and just let and just let these young guys have a go. You got we, we've got Volkman. How many other? We've got all these halves now, and mm. we keep going. We, we keep playing the same way. It's you know. But, mate, it's hard. I can see the Panthers beating us by at least 60 points. After watching how Clary and that played yesterday, mate, we've got no chance. And it's real disheartening as a, as a Warriors fan. And, mate, like, Kempi, what are you doing on the weekend? Are you going to lace up or...? <laughs> i got a good 10 seconds in me these days, Richie. Hey, Richie. You're, hey, you're, you'll you're, be better than Sean. <laughs> oh, Richie, it is, look, it is disheartening. I guess, yeah. thanks for your call, mate. But I guess what, what they do need to look to do is this season's a write-off. There's no way this season isn't a write-off. There's been off-field dramas. They've lost a coach. They've lost their marquee signing. And the uh, win-loss record is it's atrocious. So you do have to look towards next year. So I completely agree. You would give other guys a go. I am a little bit wary of the Sean Johnson criticism. I understand what he's worth, Kempe, and I understand that he's not performing. But Andrew Johns came on the show this time last week and said no halfback can perform when the pack is doing that. No halfback. Yeah, look, it's if you if you have a look, I feel I feel for um, J 
Jez Tavanga because Jez Tavanga is the bloke that they push around to try and keep this, the team solid, especially with Josh Curran, uh, Curran being out. So he loses his spot to Je- uh, Josh Curran when Josh Curran's fit and goes in and off the bench. And then Josh Curran gets um, injured and then they bring in Jack Murchie, who then then they move uh, Jez Tavanga up to the front row. And we, he's just hasn't got the size, mate, in the middle of the park in those carries, you know. So... Um, Joey's, Joey's, Joey's right. You can't really do a hell of a lot if you haven't got any go forward. But, mate, we had Fanua Blake and, and Lodge. We were going forward. That's my point. Mm. We were going forward. You can't keep making excuses up now to say, oh, he hasn't got, he hasn't got the go forward. Well, you had the go forward. Yeah. You know what I mean? You've got, to, you've got to do something in that number seven jersey. And it looks like everyone else is waiting for something to happen, is he? Mm, yeah, a lot you of know? looking around. A lot of looking around, Uncle. And I, I, I agree with you, mate. Like, there's times there when you haven't got a pack, you can still have impacts on the game. You can still make decisions that can potentially help your pack go forward and put them in the right areas of the park. And that's where we're not seeing it from SJ, is his ability to really take c- control, demand excellence around him, get in there and start you know, uh, screaming or start showing some dominance. But I guess when you're not showing dominance yourself, you probably feel like you can't. And that's what I'm seeing at the moment. I remember this. There's a text message coming through from Daniel. Says a lot that the last two weeks late in the game, there has been a runaway try and Sean has not bothered chasing both times while a guy like our fort puts in and chases all the way when he has no chance. Daniel, that is just a real important measure. Uh, that, that is how you measure if your team really cares. I remember this picture vividly. I've probably spoken on the show, but... We had this up in the Crusaders change room. There was about seven Storm players around this one Cowboys player chasing him down. They were all just turned around. This guy had a runaway and hit seven players around this Cowboys player chasing him down. Whole team turned and burned. That just really shows uh, how much they really care and they want to get back and help their team out. Not just sit there and look and hope for other players to get back and, and do the job. So, yeah, Stacey touched on it. Effort is where the marker will be set, and at the moment, there is just no effort. Uh, Daniel's also said, can we have Kevin Campion turn up with some shears to training and tell Walsh that when he starts playing well, he can run that terrible haircut. Right now, it needs to go. (laughs) (laughs) He ain't the only one in the comp. No, Seriously. I know. You're very passionate about this. And one last text here from Scott. Let's not forget there was improvement in the team from previous weeks. Cronulla had 13 men this time, saying that the Sharks game was a trial to impress Stacey. Let's hope he makes bold choices. Yeah, I agree. Let's give him this week. Mm. Give new men big game experience against the Panthers. Scott, great text. It is 21 minutes past 7 o'clock. Uh, that's your Warriors discussion. Look, there was good things to take away, as Scott points out. We'll really judge mm. them next week, and then when they come home from New Zealand, they need a big winner. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. You're an Izzy doggy. Wizard of the Week. Yes, that's right. We're going to stay on the cricketing theme, and I'm going to give a little shout-out to the SCNZ crew doing a stellar job bringing you all the action from the cricket over at the UK in the, at the moment. So, uh, well done. We just had Adam Collins on. He's doing an outstanding job with Jeremy Coney and Co. Anyway, Daryl the Daz Mitchell. They're easy to chuck in. Tom Blundell in the conversation as he is showcasing Quieton. A few doubters in the last couple of innings. But my wizard has to go to Daryl. We spoke to him last week after his great knock at Lords, becoming the 15th New Zealander to score a test at Lords. 
artistic yeah, dribbles. Yeah, you know what it's like when you're in the, in the moment out there in the middle, you probably you don't realise how big it is. And, and now they've managed to have a couple of days off and sort of reminisced on what's happened yet. So it's obviously, um, yeah, pretty special and something I've dreamed of since I was a little kid. So for that actually to come true is, uh, is pretty cool. 11 matches, 14 innings, 714 runs, averaging 54. And now back-to-back -back centuries over in England, scoring 190 at Trent Bridge and forming a formidable combination with Tom Blumdell in the middle. Mitchell on 98 as Potts is in. Edging oh. and through it goes. It's going to drop well short of where third slip would have been. It matters not how they come, these runs, because for Darrell Mitchell... It is the boundary that takes him to back-to-back -to -back hundreds. The job is only half done, but this man has done more than enough to contribute. 190 over in England. What an absolute wizard uh, Daryl Mitchell is becoming. So here's my wizard. Excellent. Bang. Yeah, there man. There you go. Good dude, yeah. too. Great dude. Great dude, Uncle. And great to see him coming off the IPL. Not many opportunities in getting the job done. Coming back shortly with Joe Wheeler. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Two degrees are the super network behind super teams, proudly supporting our super rugby teams in their search for Pacific dominance. And we've been discussing this morning the Dream Super Rugby Final. Many were predicting may have eventuated, but boy, did it take some twists and turns along the way. The Blues will host the Crusaders Saturday night at Eden Park after the Brumbies tripped at the last hurdle and um, well, got helped over the line, let's be honest. While the Chiefs were at their own <laughs> worst enemy on Friday night in Christchurch, Joey Wheeler. As a, he's going to bring a real neutral perspective on this game and preview the weekend's games. Joey, morning. <laughs> morning, mate. I don't know about neutral, Dagger. As an ex-Crusaders alumni, you know, there's only one. <laughs> he just blew <laughs> your cover. He just no, blew your cover. It was a mess. Boys, it was a massive career that I had down there. Four games in three years. I was fantastic for that time. Yeah, yeah but have a quiet beer, mate. You love throwing daggers at us. Come on, let's be honest. <laughs> oh. I walked down that tunnel on uh, on when was it Friday night, dagger? And I saw all you centurions on the on the tunnel. Lovely touch that the Crusaders have done because it does take you about half an hour to get from the changing sheds to the ground at Orange Theory Stadium. So, yeah, but it was it was a lovely touch that they've done down there, mate. Yeah, mate. You were there Friday night. You were there Friday night. You were, you were sidelined doing a great job. Mate, you'll take uh, from a pretty solid defensive effort from the Crusaders, chase through everything at them and, and had opportunities to really put the pressure on, but Crusaders defensively, 250 tackles, mate. Wow. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, incredible defensive effort, and, and, it, and it does just show the character of that side. And you've got to tip your hat to them; they they, they were incredible, and, and, it, and it was ferocious defence. Like the the velocity of the hits um, were, were outstanding, and, and they put them under so much pressure. And oh, I think the Chiefs will, will rue that for a long, long time. They just had so much territory, so much position, and just just couldn't ice it. Uh, I think the, the play I, I felt that the turning point for me was probably. Uh, when they were camped in the first half, camped in the Crusaders 22 for around 10 minutes and, you know, generated around six penalties, got a yellow card to Pablo Montera and then literally within a minute, Richie Mwanga creates a turnover through their defensive efforts uh, and then they go coast to coast down to the other end. Will Jordan with a brilliant, well, heads up play firstly from Seve Reese with the chip and chase, but then the chase from Will Jordan was just exceptional to then force a five-metre scrum. Cullen Grace 
burns off the back of a scrum and scores a, a brilliant individual try. But that, for me, was the turning point. That was like, right, they, they all seriously believe here they'll grow another another leg uh, down to 14 men, and, and they did. And they just defended their asses off, and, and you got to tip your hat to them. I, I thought they were immense. And, and we, we all, you know, everyone says that championships are built on defence, and, and that defensive effort was one of the best that I've seen. Yeah, dead right, Joey. Hey, Joey, do you think they can back up after putting in so much energy in this, to that semi-final? Was that their final, or are they going to get back up um, come this weekend? Yeah, good point, Kimby. I think obviously having the extra day recovery will be massive for them, uh, or having the whole weekend um, to recover, and they'll need it after making you know two hundred and I think it was two twenty-two. But if you got two fifty there, Dagger, but oh, um, you know, that might be some of this summer. Yeah, oh, of I mean, course it's was... Of course he's added another thirty tackles. Yeah, well, you know, you might as well add another Tom hey, Christie's out there. You know, it's, that's it's that, mate. You know, that's the GST. That's the GST that Dagger adds to everything. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. It comes down to a Crusaders tackle count 90%, as well. But yeah, I see. Look, ninety percent tackles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but yeah, like. I think it will be a tough... It's going to be tough for them physically to get back up, but, man, finals footy, these guys, they're the masters at it, right? They're going for, a, what is it, a six-peat? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm expecting them to go up to the Garden of Eden and, and put on a real show. And, and and it is the game that, geez, we've been we've been starved of it for so many, uh, you know, two years now to have a full chocker Eden Park, uh, Bowden Barrett running out for them. It's just... Oh, I can't wait for this one. It's going to be an absolute doozy. If it's anything like the round robin clash down in, uh, in Christchurch, this is going to be so exciting. Two teams that you know don't like each other. Well, no one really likes the Crusaders, <laughs> let's be honest. And one team that you know that's obviously got just so much history and and can produce on the big stage against a team that wants to be doing that regularly. Uh, it's got all the makings of being an absolute um, great final. Mate, this is the the final that they've been talking about for a long time. Now it's come about. But only just you got to commend the Brumbies on the other side. They went there with a great game plan. They put them under a hell of a lot of pressure and that light out the fence. You know, you give the Crusaders opportunities, penalties to kick to the corner and get that rolling more um, going. That is where it's going to be won or lost uh, for the Blues, mate. But going going to Saturday, this Saturday doesn't get any bigger than this. Blues Crusaders, where is it win or loss? One or loss for for either side, mate. Oh, I, I'm I'm looking at that that type five that the um, that the Blues put out, and I, and I I'm a little bit concerned about their second row uh, for the Blues with Tom Robertson being in there. I, I personally would have uh, Josh Goodhue if they want to start Josh Goodhue alongside the experience of Luke Romano and the bulk of Luke Romano. Uh, I, I think I. I understand why they why they're playing Tom Robinson there. He's a fantastic athlete, but um, I think the set piece is just so so important. And I think we saw in the weekend the Brumbies do, um, you know got got some got you know got a few penalties out of their scrum. Um, yep. Their line out more was really good. And I think if they had Luke Romano in there, that shores that up. That gives a real calmness to that young pack um, and and a real confidence. So. I'd make that change, and then I think it, it's pretty even. I'm interested to see what the Crusaders do. If Sam Whitelock um, is fit and available, if his He's thumb is okay, he, he, he plays. So oh, I thought Scott Barrett was absolutely immense. That's one of the best games I've seen him play. Um, led from the front, 28 tackles he made in that game, and, and they were they were yeah. massive tackles. His work rate was just through the roof. So 
I, I think those two, and, and I'd have Quinton Strange, unfortunately, for the for the young fella Gallagher. I, I just think you need that experience in finals, and I thought Quinton Strange, after a long injury break, was awesome off the bench in the weekend uh, for the Crusaders. But, yeah, I, I just think set-piece time, that's where it's always won, um, Dagger, you know that, in, in yeah. finals football. You've you just got to be so accurate in that, in that area, and you've got to take the referee out of the game, and if you can... You know, you can you can draw so many penalties from that. Who's going to ref, Joey? Who's going to ref it? Do you think? Well, someone hopefully that doesn't go into their into their pocket. <laughs> and accident, an accident, an accident happens in a tackle. I've yeah. had a gut full of it, dagger. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, this is a, a dynamic game, right? And man, like guys slip over and and there's a head clash, or guys slip over and they collect a shoulder. I mean. That's that's accidental. It's not. There's no malice in that. It's just accidents happen on the rugby field. And I know you know player welfare is front of mind and everyone's uh, for everyone. And but we're just so inconsistent. If we're going to go down this route, which I, I hate, um, that you know, it's what is it? A yellow, and I know Dan McKellar went off about it. Is it a yellow card? Is it a red card? We've got to be going at everything consistently the same. And if that's what they're going to do, they need to be they need to be doing that because at the moment. No one knows what it is, right? They, you go up to the big screen, everyone's going, "Oh, that's a red," you know, like, and then it's like, "No, it's it's a yellow," and, or "Oh, that's a, that's just a yellow card," and then it's and then it's a red. It's so confusing. So, yeah, I've got no idea, but hopefully, I think I think Ben O'Keefe should get the job. I thought he was pretty good, but um, one decision. He was great for the Crusaders. Yeah, yeah. Joey, Joey, <laughs> hey, Joey, wash jo- your mouth out. Yeah, Joey, just. Uh, that, that um, you know, it's a collision sport, mate. You've got certain body types, tall and short, that are going to get caught, yeah. caught out, you know. It's a, it is a real grey area, uh, and it will be in a final. I've got a, I've got a funny feeling that a couple of referees' decisions are going to be big for either side. Yeah. Mate, strategically, though, when you look at Razor and you look at Leon McDonald as the two coaches, what do you think, the, you know, did you see Razor walk out of the out of the box after the game, Joe? He was, yeah. a, re- he was a relieved man. Where, where do you think his strategy... Um, will be this week as opposed to Leon's. See, I, I love that, Kempi. I love seeing that. There, there's a coach that genuinely cares about his community, and, and I, I love how he does that. You know, two minutes to go in the game, walks out of the box, gets the big pump up from the stands. It, it just adds to the theatre of that. I'm, I'm going to be blunt. That shithole of the stadium. Uh, but it, but Thank it, you, Joey. It, it, sign, it, the, it sign the petition, mate. Apologies for the language, yeah. but yeah, okay. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it just adds to the centre, and he's so good at that. And but he, but he genuinely cares. And and I saw like uh, to me, it looked like he was just so proud of those efforts. Uh, yeah. In terms of the two coaches, I, I think, um, oh, just amazing competitors, pretty different guys. Um, yeah, I, I haven't been coached by um, Razor, but I, I know being coached by Leon for a long time at. at has been um, a brilliant coach and, and we'll, we'll have a couple of things up his sleeve that uh, might surprise the Crusaders going into mm. this one but I don't, you know these games are always one that it's the smallest moments that, and you're right Kempi it could come down to a refereeing decision so it's the team that deals with those the best and um, you know we'll, we'll, we'll come out on top but I, I just I can't look past the Blues being at home in front of what's probably going to be a, a sellout stadium, I, I just think that they might just be a bit good for that, that Crusaders side. 
Oh, I hear you. Oh, Joey, Joey, Joey. <laughs> it's, it's New Zealand versus us, Lily Herman. What? Okay, it's all right. We understand it. We're, Joey, you've got a beautiful yep. rugby mind. I love you coming on the show, mate, and sharing your thoughts. Quickly share this with us today. We're going to head off halfback position. Big oh, debate. Yeah. The team has been named today at lunchtime. We've gone through the names. Yeah. Aaron Smith, you got Brad Weather, TJ Perinati, you got Finlay Christie, Falau Fakatawa. For you, the makeup. What do you think? Oh look, I, I think I love them all, and I think yeah. they're all um, are going to be. Some are going to be world class when they get the opportunity. Others are already world class. I think Aaron Smith's our starting halfback. Yep. Um, I believe Finlay Christie's form this season, his consistency. Uh, I also believe he is our best defensive halfback. Um, if you watch him on the weekend, uh, he is just magnificent at um, pressuring pressuring um, the inside shoulder of, of the, the first attacker, the, the number eight in scrums. Um, mm. He's fearless, and uh, he probably doesn't put the hits on like you see maybe a TJ when he's in the front line, but what he does in terms of his, his pressure game, <clears throat> that's why I think he's the best defensive halfback. And the third one, I think for this Irish series, I think they're going to go with Falau Whakatawa. Uh, I, I, just, I just think the New Zealand Rugby Union wouldn't have spent thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of dollars on lawyers to go to the IRB to argue a case for his eligibility unless they were going to pick him. So if they're going to test him, I believe they'll do it in this series before they go into the rugby championship. And he's the, he's the uh, halfback that's going to bring that physical point of difference around the ball carrying, the defensive work um, that TJ has done in the past. Um, I think Falau Whakatawa is that guy that's going to tick that box. That's the point of difference. But I believe we need to go through it for a fast game where we have two halfbacks that complement each other and Aaron Smith and Finlay Christie, where when that guy that comes on off the bench actually lifts the tempo of the game, lifts the speed of the game and demands more of his forwards for ruck speed because... That, over the last couple of years, I believe in the second half is where when we're, we're All Blacks teams in that last 20 minutes of games have run away um, with games. We haven't done that in the, in the last two years because I believe our ruck speed has got slower, not faster. Bang, Joey. Mate, you get the, the mind going and you get the... Oh, you make, you make everyone start thinking, mate. I love that, love that. Two new guys coming in with the old dog, Aaron Smith. Mate, yeah. it'd be interesting yeah, to see I, I, how it eventuates today, yeah. brother. It will be, mate. It will be. And, and I think we're just so blessed. We're, aren't we yeah. lucky to have five brilliant halfbacks that will all do the, the all-black jersey um, justice and, and are brilliant players in their own right? But, yeah, I just think 18 months out before the World Cup, mate, we, they need to make some change. And I think in the nine jersey, that's probably um, a good starting point. Beautiful. Joey Wheeler, going to let you go. Before I do, yes or no? Marino Michele too. <laughs> Well, I'd love to see it. Yeah, it's a yes for me, I think. It's a toss-up, I, I believe, uh, in that number eight position. That's going to be another contentious one as well. But I think it's probably between your your man, Cullen Grace, and Marino McKayley too. I think Peter Gus, probably due to the, the amount of minutes, sheer minutes that guy's played, he's actually got uh, a little bit quieter as the season's dragged on. And, and I thought uh, against the Crusaders, he probably wasn't as dominant as what he would have liked. Cullen Grace outplayed him, so he sort of got the nod there. But I thought Marina, Marina McKayley too, in a underperforming Highlanders side, was one of the real, real shining lights. So obviously, being a Highlanders man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna back my horse and and Marino McKayley too, just to edge out Cullen Grace. 
uh, alongside uh, Hoskins Satudu as the specialist eights in the All Blacks side. I followed you, mate. I followed you last week. I took Marina McKelly too. Great Hawks Bay player, I must say, mate. <laughs> Joey Wheeler, let, gonna let you go, bro. Appreciate it coming on the show. Awesome as always. Thank you so much, bro. So easy, brothers. Talk soon. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.